What's up, walkers? This is Brett. This is Allie. And uh, we're talking about Star Wars today in the Skywalk. Woo! On the Skywalk. Whatever. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about a couple of things. First off, Allie has some comments uh, on the last episode, if you listen to that. Jeff and I did a lot of railing against Star Wars, The Force Awakens, a lot of dumping on J.J. Abrams, which wasn't really our, in- <laughs> our intention, <laughs> but we're just calling it like we see it. And Ellie had some thoughts about that. So we're going to talk about that first. Then we are going to do something fun, which is uh, Ellie is going to give us her ranking of all of the Star Wars movies in order. Best to worst, right? Exactly. Best to least best, as I like to say. And then we're going to talk about Allie's move. We promise we're going to talk about my we, move. We really are this time. <laughs> We've been saying down. that for like five straight episodes, yep. and then we never get to it. <laughs> um, so we hope you enjoy it. And uh, please keep giving us feedback. We've been getting more listeners all the time. I think we should welcome Jeff's mom. because Hi, Jeff's mom. Jeff told us that his mom's going to start listening soon. So if this is your first episode... Welcome. Welcome. He's not here. He's not here today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we'll have Jeff back next time. Yes. So, Allie, Mm -hmm. on the last episode, Jeff and I uh, discussed some recent news items. Yes, you did. That seemed to indicate pretty clearly that J.J. Abrams had no idea where things were going when he made Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, what I think is funny about this is that on the episode... I told Jeff, oh, Allie's going to be really proud of us <laughs> for, for ripping apart The Force Awakens so bad. And I want to say, we st- I still love the movie. I enjoy it. I don't think it's the best. It would not be number one, two, or three in my rankings, I don't think. Um, but I still enjoy it a lot. But we were just pointing out some flaws with the way it was written, with the fact that seemingly they had no idea where it was going, what some of the motivations of key characters were. And there were some news items that seemed to prove that we what we were saying. But yes, I thought Allie would be very happy with us. But instead, she's like, what? You did no, that no, without no. me? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm still happy that you saw the light. <laughs> no, so like... The light. I, I, when you guys said that, like, it seems like JJ didn't know what he was doing, my reaction to that comment when I was listening was, a toy. <laughs> um, I mean... I think, and I've said this before, I think J.J.'s strength lies in the long form. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, and I'm one of those people that thinks that, like, the season finale of, or the series finale of Lost was a disappointment. But, yeah. like, nobody can argue that that show was, for the most part, amazing. And, like, right. incredibly done, incredibly written, incredibly produced. And I think that's where... JJ's strengths lie. Yeah. Because he has time to develop the characters and all of the weird plot twists and all of the secrets and all of the weird things that at the end of the season you go, what? And then you have to wait three months for like the payoff and it feels good. Right. And you can't do that in a two and a half hour movie. No matter how hard you try. You can do it with like one, maybe two things. Yeah. But you can't do it with like, who the hell is Ray? What the hell is going on with the First Order? Mm -hmm. Who is Snoke? Why did Luke leave? Why did Luke leave? (laughs) Why Why are Leia and Han on the outs? Yeah. Why did Ben become a bad guy? Right. There's so many things that like at the end of the movie, you're like, 
but you didn't answer any of my questions yeah. that I had coming into this movie. Right. And, uh, like, one of the biggest questions that I have coming out of that movie every time I watch it is, like, who the hell is Finn? Yeah. And I don't – it never gets resolved. Yep. And, you know, like, maybe it'll get resolved in – the last jedi but like like you guys said yeah please flesh out these characters that are very 2d right even after being given an entire movie to like tell us who they are and shape themselves like you get a sense of who luke and han and leia are by the time the movie is over but by the time a new hope is over right i also and i've said this before like commenting on um jeff's comment that ray is too powerful mm-hmm. she is mm-hmm. and like I have, obviously, I'm a female. I have no problem with strong female characters in these movies. Like, I want to see more of them. Yep. But there's a difference between making a strong female character and writing a character that just, like, is magical in every sense of the word and can do literally everything. Yeah. Like, Han goes back and forth between being annoyed with her and then immediately loving her within, like, the same scene. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that a lot of people are like, she's not a Mary Sue. She might not be like 100% the definition of a Mary Sue, but she comes dangerously close. And I know that everybody's like, uh, but like Luke Skywalker was more of a Mary Sue, if anything. Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. Like, I hate to defend the patriarchy here, but yeah. Luke Skywalker is a whiny farm boy who doesn't even figure out how to appropriately move something with the force until the end of empire yeah (laughs) like and he he screws up all along the way he does like people i've read articles where people have said and i've like seen comments on posts where people have said that luke moved luke managed to get those proton torpedoes into the death star exhaust port just by like closing his eyes and trusting the force and i to those people i say do you actually remember the 30 seconds of film prior to that where Obi-Wan has to tell him a hundred times that you need to ch- trust yourself and mm-hmm. just let go? Yeah. Because it takes him a while to do that. And then still has to show up in that moment yeah. to help him do it again. Exactly. Yeah. So, Obi-Wan was there, people. Yeah. Like, <sighs> nobody was there to show Ray how to do a Jedi mind trick. And, like, some people are like, maybe she learned it when she had that mind connection with Kylo Ren. Dudes, this is not a Vulcan mind meld. Nor is it uh, drifting in Pacific Rim. No. Or it's a two-way street. No. It's yeah. just, like, yeah. I'm sorry. Give her, like, the piloting and the mechanic stuff and leave it at that. And I think that was our point last week was that uh, Jeff and I were saying how we've all tried to give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and say, wait, that doesn't make sense, but they know what they're doing. Yeah. So then to find out for sure, and this is what I was telling Allie in the office all week, because she's <laughs> like, what are you guys talking about? I've been saying that for months. I'm like, yes, but now we have proof. It's one thing to say, uh, you know, Trump and Putin are best friends. It's another for Trump to say, oh yeah, I was just explaining to them all of our intelligence. <laughs> so like that's evidence now, right? So it's the same thing here where we thought, you know, there were all these kind of hints that maybe J.J. didn't know what he was doing, but we kept giving them the benefit of the doubt, giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then these comments come out that accidentally reveal that J.J. had no clue what he was doing. Yeah. And the fact that they were revealed accidentally gives more weight to the fact that I, I think we're right about that. Yeah. So now we got to talk about 
The rankings. The rankings. Yeah, so walkers, I have no idea what Allie's rankings are. She has not shared these with me. <laughs> I have not put any thought into this, really. I'm just kind of here to try to shoot holes in what Allie says and make fun of it. <laughs> just going to rip it apart, Alice. All right. So just the saga. Uh-huh. Empire. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So you're going to go. Wait, am I doing the saga or am I doing saga plus Rogue One? I think you should do Saga plus Rogue One, but I, are, are you gonna are you gonna tell us your full rankings and yeah. then ex, and then explain it, or are you gonna go through one by one as to why? No, I think it's easier to go through the whole thing and then explain it. Afterwards. Okay, all right, all right, let's go. All right, I can't wait to hear this alley. So, in order from bestest to least bestest. Okay. <laughs> Empire. Okay. Jedi. Wait a second. I just have to write this down. Oh, God. Because we're going to be talking about this. So as you go. I mean, I have it written down. Oh, you do? Okay, wait. Okay. Well, go ahead. So Empire. Empire, Jedi, Rogue One, A New Hope, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, The Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones. Wow. Okay, let me take this all in. <laughs> so I can tell you this much. Yeah, I'm totally on board. Wow. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> like you said this, and now. <laughs> Do you need the explanation? This is why I had to write it down. <laughs> and now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy crap. Okay, so first, my initial reaction to your rankings mm -hmm. is that I cannot believe A New Hope is as low as number four on your list. Granted, it is episode four, but that doesn't mean anything here. <laughs> um and I can't really say I would. Okay, so as you know, I have the Force Awakens higher than you do. Yes. Um, I would. I would definitely do that. I'm not going to share my rankings today because I, I even haven't thought about that. That's fair. Uh, to any degree, um, but I do know pretty much my top list. Mm -hmm. um, my other thing that I would change is that I would put ahead of uh, any of the prequels. I would put the Last Jedi. Well, you haven't seen it yet. You can't do that. No matter. <laughs> I would put the Last Jedi trailer ahead of the prequels. <laughs> Although, of course, the Last Jedi trailer is ahead of most of them because it's so good. But yeah, no, we haven't it, seen it really anything is. All right, you're gonna have to. Okay. Uh, so, so for a very, very long time, uh -huh. Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Yeah. And then the older I got, the more I appreciated Empire more than Jedi. Yeah, and we're we're aligned on this. Yes. I grew up loving Return of the Jedi, partly because when it came out, I was old enough to go see it in the theater and remember. Yeah. Which I can't do, which I couldn't do for the first two movies. Mm -hmm. And it just made my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Empire definitely at the top, and then Jedi. Because I think, I think Jedi, there are parts of it now that, like, they're just a little too cutesy or like I don't know you don't think a teddy bear is enough to concuss a stormtrooper with a helmet on because uh, na now I'm that person that plays battlefront simply to hunt Ewoks really yeah <laughs> I mean I I love a new hope it's yeah. a great movie I just had to think about it in like as a film instead of a movie huh and as a film it ranks below Rogue One because Rogue One is just a brilliant film. I have issues with it, of course. Right. So I can't put it at the very top. Right. But I, I enjoy it. I don't get as distracted by other things when I watch Rogue One as I do with A New Hope. And I think it might just be that I've that A New Hope is so vanilla okay. that it's like 
it's the the intro it's the first step into the world yeah and so like i'm so immersed into that world that it's like if you threw on a new hope right now i'd be like heck yeah drop everything and watch a new hope but right. like that's it's in, not my first choice. It's interesting to think about it in those terms because I, I don't feel – to me, it doesn't feel vanilla. Like I, I try to think about it in terms of what if no other Star Wars movie was ever made? Oh, yeah. That's true. Right? And like how would people regard it? So like Alien came out around roughly the same time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and that still – despite some really bad sequels um, – some of them are horrible, and people still hold Alien in such high regard. Yeah, and I think I, it's interesting to me that New Hope hasn't kind of gotten that same status in a way. I think I think to a lot of people it does, but I think the the later movies have hurt New Hope more than they've hurt something like Alien, where I think people if if people were to take it as just its own thing and no other movie came after it, I mm-hmm. think it'd be much more highly regarded. Yeah, for me, just. Thinking about, like, how emotionally complex Empire is and, to a very large extent, Jedi. Right. Um, A New Hope just feels like Hmm. there's there's not as much complexity to it for me. Interesting. I still love the movie. I know. I get you. I get you. This list is literally still, except for two of them, this is still, like, literally the very top of my all-time movie list. Right. It's so. six of these and then everything else. And then else. everything else. Yeah, I got so. you. Okay. The Phantom Menace. Okay. Yeah, let's get to that. So wait, but so what you skipped over, so you, oh. again, you had Empire, Jedi, Rogue, Rogue One, One, New Hope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you skipped The Last Jedi to okay, go right whatever. to Phantom Menace for some reason. Because it's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already ma- ready to make the call, Ellie. I know you are. I'm ready to make the call. I love The Phantom Menace. And I don't know if it's because it would, it might partially have to do with the fact that that was the first Star Wars movie that I got to see in theaters with my dad. Yeah. But I also just like, yeah, Jar Jar's super annoying. And yeah, Anakin as a 10 year old is annoying, but like, it's a fun movie. It's beautiful. There are actual like locations. Mm-hmm. I think the people that are in it for the most part do a very good job of like acting those very weird roles out. <laughs> like, I don't know everything about that. Mo- there, I don't have many problems with the Phantom Menace anymore. Yeah. I have reconciled my problems. <laughs> like it's a fun movie. If mm-hmm. you threw that on, I'd be like, yes. Oh my God. I love this movie. Yeah. And everybody around me would be like, the hell is wrong with you. But yeah. I can quote that movie start to finish. <laughs> It's so oh, I fun. know, I know you can. It's it's so fun. It's such. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie to watch. So I love it. I I love it in ways. It's a, okay. So you know what the Phantom Menace is like to me? It's like someone that I love that has really <laughs> bad breath. Sorry, I'm just like <laughs> I really love you and I want to be with you, but just stand back a little bit <laughs> because there's this one thing I just can't tolerate. I think so. This is an interesting thing. We've been talking a lot. There are websites like The Flickering Myth that separate their reviews now into film. Well, they've probably been doing it for a while. I don't know. Into film versus movie. Yeah. Right. So I look at The Phantom Menace as a, a really fun movie. Yeah. And it's not a great film in that the acting isn't great. I mean, Natalie Portman is a robot. Like, did but that's she, the thing. that may have been like computer generated, like type in the text and then it the computer says the words. But as, pa- so as Padme, that's not good. 
Yeah. But as Queen Amidala, right. her acting is on point. Right. I can't tell you how much I love, how much feels I get from watching the scene that first time when they're in their... The throne room? Yeah, and they're discussing, and I think it's... Is it Palpatine who shows up as a hologram? Yeah, or somebody? he's a hologram, and he's talking about how, like, if... Uh, what does he say? He says... Um, Something about like jamming transmissions, right. like oh, the ambassadors, the the ambassadors must have arrived. I was assured the chancellor assured me that they arrived, and then all of a sudden he starts getting all garbled, and one of her ministers is like, uh, a tra- uh, I can't even remember the line right now. <laughs> and then somebody starts reading a confirmation code of the transmission, like yeah, hold on while I read this. It's uh, T <laughs> T is in Tom three four point one two <laughs> J is in Jake. Seven. <laughs> Something about how. But that's my thing. Like the feel of that scene. Oh, it's like I, I get really sentimental about that. Yeah. And some of it, I think that was in the uh, the initial trailer even yeah. for the movie. But it just has such a great. And that's the thing. That movie feels so Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And yet it's not rehashing anything at all. It's totally different than any of the other movies. And except for, again, so my big flaw. So the the, the, the garlic breath of that movie for me is Tatooine. Is, is Tatooine. Because it's, I want to like it. That's the thing. I want to love that movie. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it. And then I just can't get through it. And it's, it is the desert that Tatooine is in terms of entertainment value. It is expansive, long, and dry, and <laughs> lifeless. And that's the thing that I have such a hard time with. And that's why I think you saw people, and you know, this must be what it is. People love Star Wars so much and wanted to like that movie so much and do love so many aspects of it so much that they were compelled to go out even, you know, 10, 15 years ago now before the internet and electronics were what they are now. And they were making fan cuts. Yeah. So they could get rid of that and make the movie more watchable. And the thing is, is like when when The Phantom Menace was released, like we know George Lucas, he's never quite satisfied with the final product. Yeah. There are several versions of The Phantom Menace out there and yeah, they're all always, different lengths. I always forget that. Yeah, because we have the Blu-ray and every time we watch it. I'm like, man, this pod race is so low. I forgot that half of it got cut when I first saw it. Like, yeah, they extended it. Yeah, and, yep. but like for me, I think the podcast, the podcast, <laughs> the pod race is fun. Yeah, and like, yeah, there's goofy, like that stupid double-headed mm-hmm. announcer, like. Yeah. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> but then, like, me and boyfriend will sometimes like we'll see something stupid and we'll just start going, ooh. Uh, 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 you guys did that on this podcast oh, yeah, we in did. this very room. We did. Yes, I will never forget it. It was amazing. <laughs> um, but like, it's a fun movie. There are issues. Yeah. No, I hear you. I like I said, I I do love it. You know, if they could make some of that middle sequence more bearable. This is yeah. why I cringe when people are like, I want to see Obi-Wan in the desert before he met Luke. Nope. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> do you really? Because uh, this is kind of what it's like there. Nothing yeah, happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. If you're, on, if you're in the bright center of the universe, you're on the planet that's farthest from. <laughs> Literally. Bravo. See, I do love A New Hope. Yeah. All right, so what do you oh. get next? So you go Revenge to... Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, okay. I think Revenge of the Sith is a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. is, Ewan McGregor alone carries that film for me. Yeah. He is. I feel like at this point in his Star Wars career, he's just like, you know what? 
this writing is terrible, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to have fun with yep. it. Three movies in, he figured it out. He's like, no, 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 George, yeah. I don't care what you say. Just like he brings life to every scene that he's in. Yep. He's the one non-cardboard person. Yep. And it just like every single costume that they made for Padme Oh, Trisha Bigger, I want to hug you. <laughs> I think that's her name. Yeah. God. I don't know. I think sounds right. Your talents are just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And, like, the the whole idea that that last lightsaber battle is a four-minute battle. Yeah. It's like, oh, that gut-wrenching. Yep. And it's just... It's, uh, yeah. And I like volcanoes, so Mustafar it's beautiful. is wonderful. And that's all like a, a model. Yep. I love the I love Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith, it has a lot more. It, it corrects the, some of the things that Phantom Menace did wrong, which is just having these big, long lulls where like nothing happens of any consequence. And in Revenge of the Sith, there's always something happening for the most part. Um, and then the interesting thing about it is it's not a coincidence because George Lucas had gone on record, I believe it was before, I don't know if it was before the prequels were made or during the making of the prequels, but he said at one point in an interview that 60% of his ideas for that prequel saga, that prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. 60% of his ideas were for episode three. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of condemning the other work he did before that because he was kind of admitting, I didn't really have enough ideas to make two whole movies before Revenge of the Sith. I had maybe enough to work into uh, that Menace. one movie. Yeah. yeah. But um, but he kind of diluted them. And, you know, so then you have pretty cool stuff happening in, in Revenge of the Sith. And I think generally people liked it much better. Yeah. Uh, than, at least than Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Do we have to get to that? Yeah. Or can we just leave that out? No, we have to get to that. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about The Force Awakens. Right. We don't need to say to anything else. About it. Yeah, about that. All right. So, uh, so Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is at the bottom. Yeah. It's just an awful movie. Yeah. That it's, seems to be the one thing most, if not all, Star Wars fans can yeah, agree upon. It's terrible. I don't like sand. <laughs> I hate sand. It's at the bottom of everyone's list that I know of. Yeah. No, it's a bad movie. Like, Boyfriend, I think he has moments of it that he enjoys. Yeah. There is nothing about that movie at all. All, like even Ewan McGregor can't save that movie for no, me. No, I just don't. It's just I do have <sighs> moments that I enjoy, but they're very brief, specific things, right? So yeah. it's not even like a whole portion of the movie. It's really like, for example, the um, those ships that are on um, the planet with at the end of the movie takes Geonosis. Place. Yeah, Geonosis. Uh, those big round ships that pretty much look like ET's ship. Oh yeah. Uh, and they end up actually fitting into those Federation. The Trade Federation, trade federation. control <laughs> ships. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, when those things taking off, that whole visually that was beautiful. And mm-hmm. then there were scenes where uh, the clones are fighting the... Um, oh, the Separatists? The Separatists, yes. Okay. The uh, clones are fighting the Separatists. And there's just laser fire going back and forth like crazy in a cloud of dust. And there's some really cool visual moments in that one scene. Yeah. But again, that's bookmark- bookended by... The stupid arena and the stupid Yoda flipping around fight. Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever. I think the only good thing that came out of that movie was we get the beautiful melody that is Across the Stars, which Ah. is Padme and Anakin's love theme. Rolling in the meadows. 
<laughs> that's my list. All right. And I'm sticking to it. That's pretty good, Alice. And then when The Last Jedi comes out, I'll figure out where it fits. This is very controversial, Allie, your list. You know, are you prepared for the backlash of ranking? Considering the fact that I have had to fend off bros from telling me that <laughs> The Force Awakens is an amazing piece of cinematic history. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm ready to duke it out with somebody <laughs> coming at me that my ranking of Star Wars movies is wrong. Yeah. Because to those bros, I say deal with it all right Ali. so we mentioned fifteen thousand times <laughs> in the podcast already that you're going to be moving that you're going to be leaving us yes. in some ways and not others yes fortunately yes um so why don't you tell us alice where you're going and what you'll be so doing so me and boyfriend are moving at the end of june to california to mm. the bay area which i mean closer to mecca yes so that's Luke why we're, that's why we're, we sent you there. Yes. Let's pretend, <laughs> let's pretend that's why. Um, Correspondent. It's been in the works pretty much since we started dating. Mm -hmm. So. It was wow. Fun. So you guys met and we're just like, hey, you know what we should do someday? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, California. I almost moved out there and it just was not working. And he finally was like, I don't want you to move out here and like give up school. I'll move out there. And then when you graduate we'll come back and then I got this job right before I graduated and we were like oh, I should probably get a year of this job under my belt and thank god I did but now the time has come the walrus said Aww. oh and by this job she doesn't mean this podcast because this is no, not a job no, walkers no I mean my job at this place <laughs> feel free to support us though financially if you can yes <laughs> You know, we should really set up a way for people to do Patreon. that. Patreon. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> We're going to have another production meeting soon, and we'll sort some of that stuff there out. There you go. So, yeah, Allie will not be here in person. But, Al, so you want to tell them what the plan is? So, we're going to do the West Coast Walk. Yeah. So, me and boyfriend have our own podcasting mic. Probably going to buy another one, get our own setup going. Try to license some Snoop Dogg for intro music. Yeah. And then we will somehow record in tandem with you guys. Yes. The good thing of this is, now looking at it as an opportunity for all of us, <laughs> is that uh, we can increase the quantity of podcasts that we make because yes. hopefully Allie and Boyfriend can <laughs> record some stuff on their own even if we can't manage to do it all together uh, via Skype or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we can also do that. We're, we will be doing that, um, having Allie call in, and we can hopefully make it sound like we're all in the same room. When I have to say that this podcast has not been the same mm. since Ellie came on board. It has ramped up exponentially <laughs> ever since Ellie's arrival, and it was kind of crazy. So Allie and Jeff and I, for those of you who are, who are new listeners, uh, we all work together at the same place, at the same university, which is an awesome, amazing place of technology and innovation, uh, and it's really cool. And it was just insane that here comes Allie. Oh, this new person, Allie, got hired. Oh, who's she? Oh, guess what? She is insanely fanatical about Star Wars. See, it's too bad that I didn't put that on my resume because you would have seen it and been like, hire her. That's right. So we caught a huge break by the universe putting Allie here with us. Thanks. And turning the Skywalk into something entirely new, which is what we hoped for all along, is that it could just be this really cool collaborative thing. Uh, where we'd get different voices, and you are an inextricable part of this podcast, Allie. So Thank you. I'm so glad that it'll keep going. Yes. And we'll get the West Coast perspective. Heck yeah. 
Anyways, it should be exciting times, and we will update y'all more. But we still have Allie for a couple of more episodes until she leaves. Heck yeah. And uh, and then we'll let people know what's going to happen from there. Woo! This is Brett. This is Allie. And, uh... It was just one dude and one girl talking about Star Wars. On, on the, the Skywalk. Skywalk.